The plan was simple, he said. We get two guns, I take one and shoot my sister and grandma. While my brother kills our parents with the other. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a new <laughs> look at that. Look at that transition, right? So subtle. To a new episode of the Fauzi Cave. We are your hosts. I'm Fauzi, and I'm John. And you've got a you've got a really interesting one today, bro. Oh, you we really are back on track. <laughs> yeah, you got a juicy one. We are one. back with our knees in the shithole. <laughs> Knee deep in the in the deep wood. rolling to in the, the knees, deep. <laughs> rolling in the deep as oh. well. Rolling in the deep. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> because you, I know this is going to be a little different, but it's going to be super exciting. And one of the cool things is you also told me that this story was a little hard to find. It's not that like all over the. It's place. very recent. It's not. Uh, it's just. It's not that hard to find, but it's there is very little information on this. It's just like a headline, basically on the news or whatever. Mm. It's a, It's very little details. The new thing here is. A suicide note. Basically, the backstory and everything we're going to talk about today is from that suicide note. It's very interesting in different kind of ways, I would say, because some of it sounds stupid and some of it is interesting. I'm fucked up and messed up and twisted and shows you all the shitty mindsets of different kind of people and all kind of depression and anxiety. It's all packed in one pickle jar that is so (laughs) hard to open. You're going to have to run him under hot water and bump his head against the the wall. (laughs) You know when you get a rubber band just to open it up? Okay. Yeah, that kind of story. Yeah, well, I mean, it wouldn't be... I mean, that's kind of what we try to do here. So... Okay, so let's uh, let's so, get into it. What's up? Just recently in April, very recently, last month, 2021 April. Oh, this is like last month. Right. All right. A 19-year-old kid by the name of Farhan Tawheed, an Arabic name, mm-hmm. went on Instagram and dropped a link in his profile bio. That says simply, suicide note. Which leads us to the night of April 5th, 2021. Okay. That's how they say where the shit hit the fan. Okay, so on, in April he puts up a link. Early in April. I Early don't April. have the specific dates because there's so much little details on this case. But... As, as I said before, all we know is from that suicide note. And his name, uh, just say it again for us. Uh, his name is Farhan Tawheed. Farhan? Farhan. 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 Yeah. Okay. What He's happens? a 19-year-old. He's a young kid. Right. What happens when you click the link on that, that he put up? What happens? It takes you directly. I mean, it, it's, long, it's no longer there because his profile is no longer there. Mm-hmm. But... I digged around into the dark corners of the internet and found the suicide note, which is based on the episode today. But if you know your way around the internet, you can find it pretty easily, I would say. Is anything? So the links takes you to the suicide note, 
which we're gonna dig into a little bit later now it's april 5th 2021 police were conducting a welfare check on a house in allen texas just a little bit before 1 a.m in the morning why because someone called police expressing concern about a family that lives there so the police arrived opened the doors and there was a sight a horrific and gruesome scene of blood and death six family members were found all dead in their home from what appeared to be gunshot wounds oh, six family members okay all dead there's more to this then there's more going on than that's just... the crazy thing you go into a house and everybody's dead everyone's been shot to death why because this bloodbath was a result of two brothers battling depression ended up deciding to off themselves and take their entire family with them not as all the other stories we've covered before uh, definitely not a classic i would say i mean different kind of a classic well this is a different type of uh this is a different type of thing here so they are believed to have shot dead their father Tawhidul Islam. He was 54 years old. These names might sound a little bit different or weird to people who don't speak Arabic because, I mean, it's, it's they don't speak Arabic too either. They're like from Texas, but they have mm. Arabic names most yeah, of the sure. times. And uh, because, you know, if they're Muslims, I'll assume it's the background and everything. I right. understand these names and I'm going to go into the names later because they have it has like an ironic thing to it. Interesting. Yeah, it's Well, very, this will be very good. I mean, we know we hear these names in the United States, of course, but we, mm. one, we don't know the meaning a lot of the time behind the names. That's and what two, I'm here for. That's why you're here. <laughs> and we also uh, we also pronounce them horribly right. because we don't know how to pronounce them. No problem, my but friend. that's why we have someone here, an expert, who can pronounce them the way they're supposed to no be. No problem. Let's so, get into it then. Sadly, so, they found the father, which was Tawhidul Islam, his name, 54 years old, and the mother, Irene Islam, 56 years old, and a 77-year-old grandmother, right, oh my God. was no. visiting, just visiting oh. from Bangladesh. They also killed their 19-year-old twin sister, Fabrine. Right, man, it's so fucked up. Everyone, man, they got the everyone just massacred. They're, they're, the kid's twin sister had a full scholarship to NYU. And after that, they just turned the guns on themselves. So, these are two twin brothers, and the name is Fur... The younger brother with the twin sister. He was 19-year-old, his name is Farhan. And the older brother was 21, and his name was Tenweer. Okay, for Han and Tenweer, yeah. 19, 21, respectively, in age. Right. And uh, they're the ones that killed... Did the deed. That did the deed and killed their entire family. Right. Now we're going to roll back the tape to what happened a few minutes before this maddening events. The note goes like this. It's going to be a different kind of approach this time because I'm going to be quoting some things and I will say when I'm going to quote so we don't guys get confused between what I say commenting on the situation and what John says and what the 
actually kid goes to say in the note you know and so and just try to follow up okay and also uh i am i'm also aware too that most of the details of this case and it is the most, psychology of, right. of these two boys right yeah is, and it's what, all in this note that's, right yeah that's where we're getting and, and how the crime happened and everything like this kid said everything basically Whoa. what led to what all that <sighs> dude you know and i'm still like here thinking like this is i think when you talk about like the the like these two brothers, mm, mm. both of them suffering from this depression, and the both of them acting together, I mean, man, this you adds would see whole... so much similarities that you a lot of you guys would probably wonder the same thing that you would be like, oh man, I I've been there, or like, I I, I remember feeling this way when I was nineteen or twenty one, you know, or something like that. Because we all went into depression. Everybody like handles things differently. I'm not. I'm not judging. Okay. Everybody's different, you know. But I don't think murder is the answer to everything. Like we've talked about this before. It's complicated. You I mean, don't just murder. Go and, yeah, you don't. You can't. Never. You can't justify these things by being depressed. Or I get it. Okay. They're like okay. They believe that no one gets them. No matter how much they got help, no one. They believe they don't care. I'm still depressed. I'm still unhappy. But that's you. You're also being selfish by doing something like that. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think uh, I don't want. Yeah, you you like you said before. You have a grandmother. You have their sister who had her whole future ahead of her. She was going to NYU. Her their parents. You know, it's obviously not easy. To, I don't know what they were dealing with, but to get everybody, you know, to take carry everybody with you. Let's that's, ho hold that thought because we'll leave the psychological part as we always mm. do to the end of the story where we talk a little bit about the mentality of these people this is how the suicide note starts all right he goes like this hey everyone i killed myself on my family if i'm going to die i might as well get some attention so first off you just look at this kid and he's He's clearly yearning for attention too, as if mm. it's something fun, you know. He's clearly has issues getting attention, whether it was from girls or people. or and This is the kind of depression he's been going through right off the bat. This two phrases gives you what he's been going through. I mean, that's what I think. We've seen this before, like Elliot Roger, all these other kids who goes on like mass murder and mass shooting schools and... We Classic. saw this in the in the Bianca Devins case we covered with right? this uh, with this other kid. Yeah, Same thing. yeah, yeah. And then he said, "Who knows? Some good might come out might come out of it." For people who doesn't know that he had a depression since he was in the ninth grade, I only caught myself twice today. That's that's the kind of depression he's talking about. That he was having so much problems just cutting himself every yeah. other day. Yeah, it's uh, I I think. I mean, this is someone who's now very deeply entrenched in it, but I guess I'm also, I mean, normally, I guess everyone deals with depression differently, of course. Who are we to say how people deal with depression? But I, it's uh, normally self-harm in depression, I've heard many times, but harming others in self-depression in terms of like causing something like this, that is That's something... a different level of fucked up. Right. This is maybe... Uh, uh, maybe there's something going on beyond depression, perhaps. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. So I'm, I'm going to be reading a little bit from his note, but I don't want to make it look like we're just reading a suicide note. Um, so I'm just going to like take some parts out of it. Of course, I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's too long, actually. He goes on to say after, 
I remember the first time I caught myself, it was on August 22, 2017, and I did it with a pair of craft scissors. The blades were pretty dull, so it was more of rubbing the scissors against my arm instead of a clean cut. Eventually my skin gave. After a couple more lines, the relief started to kick in. See, that's another thing I, like we didn't experience these things because I personally never went into this kind of depression. I get it how like people like get this kick in relief out of cutting themselves. I can understand, yeah. okay? Because apparently it's a thing where many people suffers from. I knew, I knew several people that had done it in the past and I've dated a couple of people, a couple of people who've been through that before and um it, it, yeah it could be a relief of sorts some people i mean the the I, i've heard different explanations of it i guess everyone does it for a different reason but i've heard you know people say that sometimes they need to feel because there's an absence of feeling there's a numbness to it so they have like this numbness inside and they want to feel something in some cases it's a i need to i need to feel something because yeah yeah, yeah. you know but yeah, uh, you're totally right yeah but you know i guess everyone has their own Right, you we're know, not judging, okay? It's like a depression. It's a, it's an illness that most people go through, and but there is there is solutions, you know. There is always a choice. There's always a solution, you know. That's that's what I believe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's well, continue because I I have other things to say, but we'll, I get we'll cover it, it yeah. later on. So it didn't really take long time before he got addicted to this feeling specifically of what we're talking about. And he swapped the scissors to knives. And he said it was pretty easy just go into the kitchen and snatched one knife out of the kitchen. And he said they were dull, but they worked just fine and even much better. He initially started to cut himself every other week at first, but then he moved to cutting himself weekly and then every other day and then daily and like multiple times a day. He was going crazy with these things, you know, he was, and what, what, what's kind of weird to me is that he lives in a nice environment and a family and all that nobody really noticed all that stuff that's been going around him and actually alerted his parents and everything. Cause at this point he was not 19 and he was like 15, 16, I think. Uh, or like yeah around this i think yeah he was like 15 16 yeah it's uh pretty teenagey you know but yeah, normally yeah i mean this is actually fairly i mean dude there's a lot of people that when they start doing this they started around that age you know especially yeah. when you're when you're going through normally in high school it's sort of so when he was at junior school he said i can't count how many calculus quizzes i turned in blank since i was too busy in the bathroom cutting myself Clearly, he had a, mm. an addiction to this kind of behavior yeah, to the point where he would do that even at school. In the end, like he would sneak out to go do it in the bathroom right. or something. So his three best friends dropped him. They, they stopped being friends with him. Oh, yeah. He said, on. they tried to help me before, but they eventually realized that dealing with a depressed person is a lot of work. That's so sad, dude. And he says that he was angry at first, but then... He was like, well, what were they supposed to do? Dude, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's so sad, man, because it's like, you know, it's hard, you know, when you like are, dep I get it. You know, some parts of this, what he says, I get it. You can see how depressed he is and you can, most of you, I'm, I'm pretty sure some people can relate to the same feeling at to some point, to some degree, I mean, 
but the more you go into this the more you see that you'll be like oh no i would never do that or like i'm i don't know i'm not like that or like that's fucked up you get you hit your point where you realize fucked up from not where you realize like danger zone or like hey Mm -hmm. wake up bitch but this guy was completely balls deep into the depression pit where he literally didn't give a fuck anymore. And he was yeah. narcissist and selfish about it too. Well, a lot of the time, you know, well, yeah, I mean, you could, you know, there's a narcissistic degree to it where you don't even realize, you don't even realize that um, you're so stuck inside of it that you're forced to think about yourself because you don't want to feel that way. So you in turn become a bit of a narcissist because you think about yourself all the time because you want that to stop yeah because you don't want to feel that way so because you obsess over not feeling a certain way you obsess over yourself in order to want it to go away so it's a weird situation because i could see on one hand it's it's very it's very sad to hear the fact that he didn't seem to have much of a support system on one hand his friends are like okay we didn't we can't what else can we really do for you on the other hand the, remember, and this is not a justification, I totally think that we need to support people yeah, that are I depressed, mean, but I will say that on the other hand, these his other friends are a bunch of other 15, 16-year-old right, boys thank you. who are not equipped thank and you. don't yeah. know They're how all kids. to deal with right. a person who's suffering from extreme depression. So they are just saying, they're going like, we don't know what to do either. Right, right. I agree, you know, but uh, he did get help. It's that 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 didn't that just didn't work out for him anymore. Right. Yeah. So he goes on to say that I've never benefited from telling someone about how depressed I was. It always ends up ends up with them leaving. He he felt that the only people who really stuck around for him was those who were obligated to, which is a reference to his family, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they just like pretended to care and only they didn't really directly help you. He got to his, he, he got to hit his breaking point where he at some point apparently cut himself until he physically couldn't feel anything. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it was like a, a hardcore level of depression, you know, you like, can see. It. Like he actually cut so deep that like what, like blood started pouring out I, of him. I guess because he he says that he couldn't hide being depressed anymore yeah. and his parents find found out so he had to tell his dad all his problems and his his family was a good family man his dad worked his ass off to make them happy apparently and he worked his ass off trying to help all the time and he yeah. did eventually end up being like put in one of these teen mental health camps where he finally got diagnosed and he got on medication. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's another thing too to add, you know, depression does not discriminate, does, has nothing to do, like certainly if your situation is, is family can definitely make it worse, but. I, I agree. You it's know, of it, chemical. It's very hard to understand, yeah. Yeah, you could have a great family and grow and up well and you could from, still have yeah, it. Yeah. It's, it's something that. It's, it's not like the flu where everybody, you know how to deal with it. It can varies from different person to another. That's why it's so, it's so complicated. Mental illnesses is so complicated to diagnose and deal with because you have to take everyone separately and figure them out, you know. Most of the times it's. I mean, no, yeah, no one size fits all solution. Basically, yeah. yeah. 
So he yeah. goes to this camp. Yeah, he's kind he of get like diagnosed. You know, he get on medication, and he says it, it helped him for a while. They gave him coping mechanisms, which helped him to like journaling or doing like ho his hobbies or whatever, kind of helped him for a while. Now, in his second semester of junior year, he said, "I became fucking cool." By this time of summer, I lost most of my fat and stopped being cringy and awkward. Okay. And in his senior year afterwards, this he described it as it, as if it was the best year of his life. Oh, dude. Okay. He, yeah. Apparently, he was having a good time. Like, dude, like it's a teenage life where shit goes up and down all the time. Hormones goes up and down all the time. I get it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like. You know, these, these it's a very roller coaster, yeah. and it happens very fast. Like it'll happen, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm glad to. Yeah. Okay, so my man's you know getting a little better. Right, he he was fat. He lost. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna show you photos later. You can uh, you can see how he was like actually like a little bit chunky, but then he yeah. he got like more of a better looking kind of kid. Started working One of the out, cool exercising. Kind of, you know, yeah. Lost some weight, and he said I somehow managed to get a girlfriend who was far out of my league. Became a programming god, and made a solid new friend group. So life was going fine at this point. I I'm mean, assuming. bro, you pick up programming. He's stuff apparently he was and his brother like really good at programming shit and computer science and this kind of stuff. How in the world did we? Okay, let's go because I'm now I'm even more perplexed than right? how we ended up here. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. I get it. It's it's uh, it's fascinating how. Jesus. At some point, I'm gonna get to some turn. point where he says my life was perfect. That that hits the that hits yeah i mean it sounds like everything is going up so what's going on yeah so he keeps saying he goes on to say that uh, things got even better when i got into computer science at ut austin which was the school i'm assuming that's actually a really good school too I, that's what he said thank yeah. you he said which is supposed to be a big of a deal yeah that's a really good school for that because i know people who wanted to get into that school way back way back when i was in but school. selfish bastards goes on to say i never really cared about school but it felt good having something others cared about my life started to sound perfect right unfortunately the answer is yes he says that his life is perfect at this point which obviously it looks like it, you know. You can say that he was having a good time. He was having a good life, normal life, like every other kid. Mm -hmm. But that didn't change the fact that I was depressed. That I can understand, though. I I, I, I get totally it. I get that. it. We get it. Okay, you guys get it too. It's it's we get it. It can your life can be perfect and you could still be depressed. God, it's and and you know it's so it's so true, man. Like I've, I mean, I personally, like I've never, to the extent of this of him, never. But it's pretty I, sad, man. It, it it fucked me up. Like people were like, uh, I'm not saying like, I'm, ju I'm not just saying like whatever he did, it, it's fine and it justifies his actions. But reading never. this letter made me sad. Like I felt bad for this kid, but then at some points I was like, you're a fucking douchebag. Like, don't act like tough and a narcissist and 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 then like try to get empathy or, or attention you just call it you just call it you call yourself out right away from the beginning might as well get some attention like what kind of like depression you're in man i get it but well it's all it's it's uh that's where it gets really complicated because the, the i mean the story we we sympathize from the story that he writes and i know it's all true 
yeah, but nothing yeah. can justify the end. Anyways, he goes on to say, I would still have the urges to cut myself or end up crying myself to sleep. I tried doubling my medication, which worked, but only temporarily. Every solution was always temporarily. Fast forward to college, he moved in with three of his best friends, which is great. Sounds great. He says going to college was going to be a fresh start for me, where I could start putting in effort, start getting good grades, and hopefully become normal again. Did it work out? Uh, no, not, well, not. We know <laughs> it doesn't, but it's killing me inside because I'm hearing this and it's like, uh, dude, yeah. you're moving into college with your best friends. You have, you're doing programming. I mean, you picked the right one, bro. <laughs> like he, he picked he's, he's the right picked, thing. He picked the stuff that pays really well. So it's just like, it just, it's making the, I'm already like, it's pretty we're sad. getting closer to D-Day and it's brutal. It's pretty sad. Yeah. He said, I couldn't do it. I swear I tried, but I just couldn't. For the life of me, I just can't comprehend how you people do it. You people are okay with spending hours upon hours listening to lectures, doing homework, and studying for at least four years so you can get a job and make some money. You plan on working at that job for a third of your life, sleeping for another third, and God knows what you're going to do with the last. How are you satisfied with that? Don't you ever get bored or upset with the menial stuff? Doesn't it feel like you're wasting your time? I, I, I get it though. Honestly, I do. I know, man. I, I, like I, 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 I agree with some parts because it's depression. That's what makes you what it makes you feel. It makes you feel like everything is useless and worthless and there is no point of doing anything. You feel like I felt like that yesterday. But there there has to be something that gets that balls kicking inside of you and makes you stand up in the morning and be like no i'm alive and i breathe and i'm not gonna stop until i get what i want and be what i want and you create your own happiness it doesn't just right. come to you but you, you know but you may be that here's the thing man there i mean that's you know we and i think i think most people will deal with a bit of depression in their life some people more than others we deal with it moderately enough where we go through those dips, but we get that rush from dopamine. We get something that allows us to sort of stay on an even keel. We're talking, I mean, and there's people that are at his level where it's so, dude, it's like, uh, it's it's just the chemicals will not, per, will, will not permit him. Yeah, yeah So you're I talking understand. about somebody who cannot get there right and that's right, right. so it scares the shit out of me dude and at the same time he makes a very good point i mean i there's many times Some where parts i go of it, like yeah you know like why are we here we're you know in terms of him talking about the you know the daily grind of just mm -hmm. going to college so i mm -hmm. can just get a job Obviously, that doesn't make you happy at the end I of the know, day, anybody. Yeah. And he's making some points there that are very relevant. And yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That's, but let's hope nobody ever in this part of depression gets to what this gets to in the end, because nobody wants that, man. Not like that. So he says, you know, afterwards, it's not fair. I did everything right, every little fucking thing. And I am still just apathetic. That's the, yeah. It's not, he says afterwards, it's not fair how everyone can be so content while I can't even fathom being happy. 
No matter what I do, I just can't be happy. Afterwards, he starts doing very poorly in his classes. And at the end of the semester, he had a really fucked up breakdown. He started like crying and like laughing, talking to himself while punching a wall for hours. So he got mm. like super fucked up. But he said compared to other breakdowns he had before, this was nothing. Oh, this Which is like, thing. I get it, man. Don't fucking show off. <laughs> you don't show off about your breakdowns. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so he's like hit. So, so this is kind of a huge one because he's punching a wall, like he's right. punching a hole through a wall. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't the worst one. So, after this, winter break came along and he tried to get reinvested in school by programming. So, what did he do? He made a 3D graphics engine with his older brother. Check it out, it's on GitHub. Far 2, that's what it's called. And he was ready, actually, uh, he claims that he was ready to give school another shot. It didn't work. He said again, I just couldn't care. I tried my best to keep it together, but my closest friends noticed that I was extremely off all the time. And his friend offered to talk to him. And he said that he made the mistake of accepting. Which is, I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, your friend's trying to help you. It's not a mistake if you listen to them. Yeah, I mean, I guess in, in that sense, yeah, it's, uh, it's, but at the same time, I will remind you again that it's also his, I, I think some of the frustration, like his rejection of his friends or the fact that he's pushing them away, a lot of this sort of like that yeah. he does is not him want, it's, it's, it's maybe, ang it's actually himself that he's angry mm. at. So yeah. he's doing it in a way where he's like, I'm actually pissed at myself because I know what I'm doing and I know that I'm I'm kind of like not being maybe the best friend in the world to these people, you know. Well, then there's a, I guess there's an interesting, I guess, uh, point there with uh, depression and how oftentimes you, oftentimes you, there's a disregard for others that you maybe yeah. don't intend yeah. on wanting to do. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to do that to someone. But you can't help but it. But you can't help it. So he tells his friend everything. And his friends knows most of his ideas already. But there was one new thought that he shared with him that haunted him, apparently. And after a few weeks of sharing his haunting thoughts with his friend, he get kicked out out of the dorm. Oh, that they, oh no. I mean, it must have been such a fucked up thought for you to get to get kicked out Wait, out so, of the so dorm. So his roommate snitched. Right. His roommate was like, yo, this dude's like gonna go postal, so like. Yeah, so he said, I can't really blame them, but I do wish they would have at least made a the decision with me. I'm like, Decision yeah, of what? Of kicking him out. Like. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like the decision... So, a short week after him getting evicted, he dropped out of college. Okay. Yeah. He spent the first weeks of being a dropout by just watching shows with his older brother. And he said, if you think my situation was fucked up, his brother, my brother's situation was worse. The dude is a fucking genius, but it's, he's too depressed and this and socially anxious to do anything with it 
Oh, wow. Okay, so we talked about for Farhan? Farhan, yeah, is the 19-year-old. That's so him. So this is his story. Yeah. Now here comes the brother who also, I mean, okay, so this is like, I yeah. think there's definitely some gen like 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 they inherited this depression because they're both i mean right and they, yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah yeah heavily in this apparently his brother had to go through the same shit and he said that i he said that i would have killed myself a long time ago if he weren't there so his brother was doing a good job taking care of his little brother who's depressed at the same time he was depressed what a messed up situation <laughs> jeez man so what's up with the brother I don't really know. There isn't much information about his brother. There oh, is just one good detail, actually, juicy one, right at the end, which is very close. So this leads to his third major point. As we said, he dropped out of college, sat down on the couch, started watching shows with his brother, and one of the most important shows to him was The Office. And he has a whole two, three pages where he just talking about the office and complaining about the show all in the, the time. suicide note. In the suicide note, that's like a whole chapter in the suicide note where he just complained about the show and how he is furious and pissed off about the show. I would I'm not gonna. I get I, it. I, I, I get would it. like to. Like as office a, fans, a, I'm would a big agree. office fan. I would like to see. I'm it, not gonna go through all of this for this episode to turn into an office what argument. I okay. But I'm gonna talk a little. Just the yeah. But before tiny. you do it, I just think it's like the hilarious how this guy writes. I mean, this guy writes a suicide note, and then he goes into a review of The Office. Basically. Like, why is it that season eight when, oh, uh, 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 uh. or something, and he just like, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Anyway, he said that The Office shouldn't have ended when Michael left. Don't get me wrong, there were a lot of good episodes afterwards. Season three and seven were my favorites, but eventually it went to shit. I mean, do you agree? I mean, you're an you're an Office fan. I've wait. Never... His, so his opinion was that the show should have ended when Michael left. Kinda. I I don't totally disagree with that. I kind of agree with that. Although I mean, there was only one season after that. Right. He said so it wasn't he was, like it went on forever. He said he was very not realistic at all, and he was like so pissed, <laughs> man. He was so fucking pissed. Right, I mean, about it's kind it. of like interesting. In the note, he goes on and on, just talking about the office and every little oh. detail. I'm like, dude, you were you had an obsession right there. Yeah, like, like, like. Well, first of all, you're, you're gonna go into a, a giant spiel about a show in your suicide. I mean, in I mean, fairness, that, like, following your whatever what you just said, he goes on and say, "There's a lot more I want to say, but hey, life's short." I mean, <laughs> he basically, I mean, I don't know. We don't know this, but I'm assuming he wrote that literally like a few minutes before he go out of his room and, and do the do, deed. And, and does the deed. Oh, my God. Like, it's it's what terrifying. A, what a shift. Yeah, like, wait for it. Like, you know wait what? For the it. office, I would give it like a three out of five stars. Personally, I don't know why, you know, Michael has to leave the show when there's like 10 more episodes. Hold on. Let me get the AK-47. Like, it's like... <laughs> Wait for it. Okay. So he, he he says, we kept watching until February 21, 2021. That's the day my older brother came into my room with a proposition. 
So his brother busts into his room and he tells him, if we can't fix everything in a year, we'll kill ourselves and our family. Just this, right, bro- yeah. this is not for Han. This is his other brother. Yeah, this is Tanweer, his, his brother. Okay, his brother is like apparently like just as fucked up as he is, but we don't know much about him. Bust into his room, mm-hmm. gives him a plot twist, yeah. which was if oh. they can't fix everything in a year, whatever that means. Like maybe like go talk to the writers of the office and try to like <laughs> and try to like wow propose I didn't think about they that. rewrite the script or something like is that the but could be okay. I mean I had a whole different idea but it could be uh, well, I mean I hey know, I, know. I wouldn't be I, I swear man I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they were thinking he's like if we couldn't reach the office creators well go and kill ourselves and our family let's get a hold of bj novak and like try to okay and their okay. family's like why what did we have to do with all of this i mean well i mean okay. they didn't know but like geez anyway. what a okay what a massive like if this we don't fake okay i so after this there's like a whole section where he rambles on and on about the meaning of life i'm not getting into that because there's a lot of contradictions in here and a lot of things that are i'm not getting into this Mm -hmm. he just basically like goes on and say that the only reason for existence is happiness and if that only and if the only reason to live for happy the only reason to live is happiness then logically you shouldn't live if you aren't happy Hmm. makes some good points i gotta say but but it's sure. it's not justifiable. It's not. No, no, of course it's not. It's not justifiable. Nothing is. Nothing is. Yeah, he believes that he was he was living in so much pain and turmoil that it isn't worth living anymore. He got to that to a point where he was saying, "I'm aware that my death will bring sadness to everyone else, but I guess I'm just too selfish to care." Yeah, well, not selfish enough, however. There's my family, he said. I love my family. I genuinely do. And that's exactly why I decided to kill them. How does he justify this? Well, at least what is his logic behind this? If I, if I killed just myself, they would be very miserable. Instead of having to deal with the aftermath of my suicide, I could just do them a favor and take them with me. None of us would ever have to feel sad ever again. Can you believe this fucking mess? So he's like, you guys are going to mourn me so much in death that I'm just going to take you with me so you won't have to mourn anyone at all. Hmm. All right. This is, uh, there's, okay, there's definitely, like, this is heavy depression, but there's a lot. A whole other level. Mega, what is it, narcissism to, like, level 400 million? Yeah, kind of. Boy, oh boy. So, he says afterwards that his brother and him tried very hard for a little bit to cope with this. Because, you know, they said we, in a year, if we didn't fix, blah, blah, blah. And they tried doubling their medication again. Oh, which I'm pretty sure was not a good idea. Which I'm pretty sure also had a thing with letting them to do what they did. Fucking around with your medication. Man, what the fuck are you doing? Well, yeah, and I mean, at the same time, like, 
it's not gonna it's not gonna make it better at all right you're not gonna get better it's just you're just gonna be more and more sedated and they know that so eventually they realized this was useless mm. and waiting a year was too long so why not wait one month <laughs> wow all right it's, it's four <laughs> they weeks changed the whole thing from waiting a whole year to just waiting a month I mean, if if can you like label this with something? If you ever gonna put a label on this, I would say kids, kids, messed up kids who's just sad, lost, and they're apparently their family didn't see things and couldn't put put things the right way. They did it. They also didn't know the extent. Like the, you know, I, they, they, I mean, they I know. get that, but hey, man, like your fucking kid is chopped off all over the place he's he's cutting himself he's he's come on dude like yeah i wonder i mean who knows what the family dynamic was right who okay knows? yeah i mean fine like, i get perhaps, it and if he was in college spending most of his time in dorms yeah and, and again like like it, it, this is one of the most tragic things about this level of depression is that um you, nobody really knows the extent and the you know if you, the person that's depressed doesn't want to show it yeah yeah sometimes they don't want to concern other people or they don't explicitly show how depressed they are and then the people the family members and the loved ones they're going okay uh i, I they don't they just don't know how far this is yeah yeah ah uh, it's the miscommunication man it's the fact that you have two people that are not meeting in the middle because they just don't know sometimes and that's the most tragic part of all of it it's the it's yeah, it is. That it really is. You don't know in real time. You just sometimes maybe you just don't know or you simply don't know what to, to even do. Because he got counseling. Like his parents he did. gave he did. him counseling. Of course, he got man. that. He, the, uh, I believe he, as as we go on to see it later, like his parents were good people. His family were good. He, they had like friends that talked good about them afterwards. I'm going to get to that. But right now, trouble comes. Okay. The plan was simple, he said. We get two guns. I take one and shoot my sister and grandma. While my brother kills our parents with the other. Then we take ourselves out. They had it all. Like, they knew who they were going to go after. They planned the whole thing. The plan was simple, he said. We get two guns. I take one and shoot my sister and grandma while my brother oh, kills our parents with the other. Oh, boy. He goes on to say, I would say the only hard part of the plan was getting the guns, but that would be a lie. Well, where his, do they live? They go. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, Texas, Texas. He's fourth. And final point, he, he, he said, this is, this is the thing. He said, gun control in the U.S. is a joke. Sure is. <laughs> All my brother had to do was go to the gun shop, say something about wanting a gun for home defense, sign some forms, and that was it. There was a question about asking if he had any mental illness before, but get this. He lied. He literally just said no. They didn't ask for approval or anything. 
or if he was taking mm. medication or anything, which he was, just yes or no question. Literally anyone can get a gun if you haven't officially diagnosed. Thanks for making the process so easy, he said. In the Lone Star State of <laughs> Texas. Fuck off, man. It's it, fucked up, man. Oh, yeah, bro. It's like This that. is fucked up. Oh, yeah. You go to like this, a certain Texas, Florida. What are you, buying snacks? You, bro, you can walk in and just be like, yeah, I'll you take You can't the, do this I'll shit take, in I'll the take, pharmacies here. No, and it, this is a gun shop? It's, yeah, bro. It's another universe, bro. Florida. I, 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 Texas, I think Virginia. Like you just walk into a place, just be like, yeah, and that was a month ago. Give, give me the Draco me up in the up in the right corner and just be like, sure. Yeah, that have was ID a and month like, ago. That what pisses me off the most. This is now, oh, dude. This, this is, is now. This is happening now. This is happening now. If this kid, mm -hmm. 19, 20 year old kid's doing this shit, what makes you think nobody else is doing that right now? I mean, that, yeah, absolutely. And there's millions of stories. There's so many stories of things that are happening today in the United States of kids. Going up into a place, dropping their money in a counter, and walking out with the go with a rifle, walking out with a with a semi-automatic. It is. So they got the guns. Indeed, they did. And in this last few minutes, what did he decided to do? Get rid of all his money by helping out some people. He hmm. go on on this like GoFundMe and complains about it. So he decided to just give out all his money to charity. So he, so he gives his money on like he finds GoFundMe pages of people who are looking for money and he just starts donating. Didn't do that because GoFundMe pissed him off so much. He complained about it in a whole other section in the suicide note because he <sighs> said like all like the top of the top are getting most of the shit. So the people because the filter is fucked up on GoFundMe and doesn't let oh. you get what. Huh, I didn't even know that. Kind of makes a good point. I gotta say, but it's still like you know. I mean, right. any, anyway, he gives his money to the so charity. the algorithm and GoFundMe apparently only like benefits the top of the top and then the people I don't know if that's true if what he claims it it's true it's it's fucked up it's probably not is. so cool okay I, I get believe it. it but I don't know anything about GoFundMe he's a programmer too so like he so, probably yeah, you has gotta, you gotta trust yeah. the, the dude but I mean okay so we have a part suicide note part critique of the office and part critique like a glass door freaking website where he's critiquing <laughs> Go he was complaining me. about everything in the notes. And mm -hmm. part of it sounds douchey. Part of it sounds like a dick. Parts of it sounds selfish. And other parts, you know, he makes his points. that. Uh, other parts, he makes some good points about being depressed. And you, most of us can relate to it, okay? But it doesn't... It gets crazy. Wow. You know, to be fair, remember, he is writing this... What is it? Minutes before he commits this horrific That's what act. I'm so assuming. He's also probably you know he's in a certain place where he just doesn't know what to say yeah he's sort of maybe he's stuttering going back and forth he's realizing i'm about to do this right now i'm about to do this right now you know so uh yeah maybe this this maybe it's kind of disjointed that he's talking about all these things but that's because you know five minutes later he commits this and his last words in the suicide note he wrote and now we're here well, I guess my family and I aren't, but you get the point. And that was it. So he wrote, so that was the part after he committed the act? No, no. Oh, that he writes this. And yeah, he yeah. Because he started the note with, I, I killed myself on my family. That's how he starts the note. 
I mean, you could be right, man, because, I'm, okay, here we go. You, because there's the aftermath. I had a whole paper for the aftermath. Mm. He, they, there, it's, it was like speculated that the thing happened on the weekend because April 5th was a Monday morning, okay? And that's like where the cops came. The, the thing believed to happen over the weekend, which could have happened two days ago, like whether it was Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, Mm-hmm. Whether it be, I mean, because they inspected the bodies and everything, I'm assuming they realized it happened two days ago, a day ago, later that night, whatever. But yeah, you could be right. You could be right that they actually murdered the whole family. They committed the murder. He sat down. And he wrote, wrote it. that note. And then they offed themselves. Because when they went inside, they found all of them dead. Right. He might have already committed the... Right. Posted the note on his Instagram, and there was zero posts on his Instagram. There was just the link. So he probably deleted everything, too, and he just left that one link in his bio. What a mess, man. And I just want to say something about their names. Here's, like, a little bonus that nobody will tell you about. Their name, yeah. Yeah, because the kid's name is Farhan, and Farhan in Arabic means happy. Oh That's literally God, a name that really? means happy. It literally means that. And the brother, the older brother's name is Tanweer, which means enlightenment. Huh. Like the, a light or like, uh, you know, something like that, like enlightenment. But both of their names is very bright and very colorful and literally means happy. And this is what they do. Can How you imagine sad. that you're... You know, this is like the cross that he has to bear, or like this is the thing, this this depression that is eating yeah. away at him, and you happen to be named Happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's pretty sad. I gotta say, it was, it was hard to go through this note knowing this this people does does not exist anymore, and simply because of mental issues. Yeah. Because his life, as we saw, was perfect. He claimed and admitted that it was perfect. But that's how terrifying this world can be. It can lead to madness just to have a perfect life. Is that does that what we what it meant? Having a perfect life would lead you to be crazy and fucked up and more depressed. Because they say this. They say like having a completely perfect and happy life. You see all the celebrities complain about having so much money is nothing and doesn't mean anything if you don't have it to share with the right people and the right friends and all that stuff. A part of it makes sense. I gotta say. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it does. I mean, it's obviously, you know, you you're still a human being even if you have money or even if you have some, like a six-figure job or in the case, I mean, he looked like he was on his way to success and he was going to probably have a good job someday and he was going to do well. But that's not the cure for that doesn't stop. Especially, you know, it just it doesn't it doesn't make your problems really go away. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that will not make it go away. You got to there's there's other things that you have to search for to find that to to find that 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 happiness or maybe not even happiness but find that uh, inner peace you might call it or enlightenment as you know or something and uh no amount of money in the world is going to ever cure that especially you know at a level of these two boys that were dealing with it heavily and i mean who knows i i think there might be like some uh inheritance of like some depression that came with that the fact that they were both so yeah, heavily yeah. in it they were in the yeah he, he apparently it was uh visible to 
family friends too which was strange to me that your family friends noticed your kids are weird but you you didn't much because i don't know man maybe they did and they actually the dad did and the mom did something about it but they were too fucked up to the point where they couldn't do anything anymore about it because as we go to, as i as we see here there was a family friend that was being interviewed apparently and he told the news that every that everyone who knew the family is heartbroken and he said when i heard the news i couldn't breathe for 20 30 minutes how could it happen in a community like us we're so close and we visit each other and we talk to each other all the time we have dinner and stuff and but he said but inside the house his children were very unhappy and for some reason one thing led to another yeah so so that means that they they all kind of knew yeah they all knew the boys yeah, apparently, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, it was obvious. If it was obvious to fucking your family friends, that means it was obvious to the family inside the house. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. But it got dark apparently, and it took it a was turn too for the worse at some point. Like, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. I just want to say one thing. Like, th- this is this is what selfish is to me because your family raised the fucking crap out of your ass put you in college worked their ass off and apparently like i don't know there's background story but this kind of community like a family from bangladesh i'm sure they had to grind their ass off in the states to make money and get to where they were at this point because your life was fucking perfect and you just couldn't bear the idea of dying and them like not being able to deal with your death well get this man like people move on and even if they move on he was like saying even if they move on they will they would like it still would have been not fine without like that's being selfish people still can find happiness after moving on you know it's it's life but to the point where you decide who who like lives and die that's not cool and right. get this, like your family has family too, so they are gonna feel sad about them. But you were too selfish to just take out your family because your family had family. Yeah. To feel sad for them, yeah, and it was like a whole thing after that, where it's like people going out to memorials, and it was a mess. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good point. You make a very good point there because you don't get to some, you don't get to choose sometimes the way you're going to be emo- you can you can help your situation but you might be born with uh with a certain uh j- with some depression or some sadness but to impose that onto another person because if you by like what you said if you take out the family yeah you kill these people who meant so much to other people you're now creating trauma and depression in other people yeah as well so his whole idea of like I'm gonna take out my parents and I'm gonna take out my sister, and my grandmother, because I don't want them to mourn me. Yeah, yeah. Well, sister, guess what? Man. They're connected to everyone else. Fucking what, kill these. It's impossible. There's no like thinking that you're just gonna nip like the sadness in the bud by selfishly right. taking these people's lives, which has like you can't. First of all, I mean, and I mean, it, there's always going to be. Uh, there's always going to be a spread of emotion because we're all tied to others. 
his sister, she had her own friends. That's what I'm she saying. She was also connected to other people. Yeah, what dude, about like they, Now they, they have yeah, to live with that they forever. They to her friends and they were like, she's such a bright kid and she was such a nice person, brought smiles to everyone's faces. Like she was going to college, man. Your twin sister. That's horrible. Yeah, it, it, that is really... Uh, that, and this is one of those things where it's so conflicting. You don't know how to feel. Because it's totally inexcusable to take these types of decisions into your own hands. But there's also a complete understanding of the, no question, the depression they were going through. And nothing will ever justify what they did. That is unjustifiable. No, completely. it's always is, man. But reading this and and kind of knowing that he, that he, that they were both successful and nothing could fix that whatever that they had or the lack of maybe mm. the lack of feeling the, that is uh equal parts heartbreaking and also kind of shocking gruesome and disturbing yeah so your yeah. own uh, yeah it's it's complicated right you don't know yeah you, you can like at one part Fuck you. How dare you be so selfish? Basically, yeah. It's not yeah, your yeah. place to, to decide if the other should live or not. Exactly. That's On the, the other hand, man, uh, I don't know. Could it have been different if they had more counseling? If maybe their parents... I mean, we don't even know what the relationship was with the parent. We, That's the thing. There's like, so there many is, questions. Yeah, because so many questions. first of all, the case is super fresh. So I, it was so hard to get the slightest of information about this. Like I couldn't find anything. Most of what we learned about today about the story is from the suicide note. There's very little details online or anywhere else, you know. So maybe in the future, we'll. I wanted to know more about like what happened how they find the bodies and where were they the guns all that stuff i don't know right yeah yeah like how will the crime scene look and stuff like that we don't know yet but maybe we'll never know it's still you know anyway it's a developing uh, case it's so recent that we're probably going to have information getting coming out in the future because this is this just happened this month I, I can't believe this was like maybe three weeks ago yeah. but we'll uh we'll definitely what i think is we maybe we could even post it on our on our instagram when we get more info like we could like, kind of like put some stuff on there with some updates on what happened and uh, also you know man my condolences to to this family and of course yeah what you know what they have to deal with now you know it's uh all right it's it's just heartbreaking it really is heartbreaking i don't want to stretch this more so we'll leave you with that tonight one little thing to say uh and uh yeah i mean i think uh depression is definitely no it's a very serious thing yes and again don't be scared to get help and i get it you're like i don't care not no nothing is gonna help me yes you're probably right but that doesn't mean you couldn't you can't try man it doesn't mean it's over you'll still live you still breathe take another shot on that life it might worth it and change your whole life people change their minds we all change our minds so yeah and you know for every case you know like for every case like this, which is unfortunately, there's many, many cases of people who are also in that position that found a way out. 
Yeah. They found yeah, look at they that. found another turn Look in the for action. inspirations. Watch motivational shit. It works, trust me. Yeah, and and you know, that will work and if that doesn't work, there's going there's different solutions for everybody. There's always going to be maybe a solution that will work for you or work differently for somebody else, but there is somebody there there is something out there and the first step is just communication. It's just to reach out a little bit. That's always good. It's always good. You know. Well, thank you for tuning in, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for being here for the story. Definitely uh, very heavy on the heart. Not the easiest one, but uh, please keep tuning in. We have more stuff coming up soon. And as usual, sweet dreams. As long as we fucking... Let me try to find that movie for you. Because, man, yeah, I'm telling you. Look it John, up. Johnny Depp and Enrique Iglesias and Antonio Banderas. I've never heard of Johnny Depp and Enrique Iglesias. Where they fight the with their guitars, man. Really? That was a hit movie. Okay. Something about From Mexico or something like that. Hmm. I have no... Why don't... I feel like I should remember this. Probably like the year 2000. But I don't remember this movie at all. Let me find it. And Salma Hayek is with them, too. Oh, you probably right. know it, dude. All the big ones are in that movie. All the okay, here we go. Shots. Once all upon a time ones. in Mexico. Oh, Once yeah. upon a time in I Mexico. I forgot about that movie. I completely forgot such about a that. perfect, such a really such a, such a good movie. I've never seen it though, but I've heard it's of really it. Really good. It's really good, man. Has all the all the classics. Yeah, Johnny Depp looks so badass in that movie where he goes blind and he the hit the kid helps him to walk around and shit it's so good mm. such a good movie that's prime johnny that's like before pirates of the caribbean that's like 2001 2000 yeah, yeah. like that's when he did um like right after sleepy hollow right right yeah that was that, that was prime that, johnny yeah that was like leonardo dicaprio catch me if you can yeah. yeah that was the original you know what that was that was the original Trio. I call it the original trio. Right, right. Brad Pitt, Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. That was like the nineties guys. And uh that was and now I mean I don't even know like Zach Efron is now and Ryan Gosling, kind of. Like that's kinda like the new one. Such a disappointment (laughs) (laughs) compared to the gods. Don't yeah, even, don't no, it's even not the same. Started, man. I can't watch movies anymore. It's not the same. It's not. It doesn't feel the same anymore. No. It doesn't. It doesn't see. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, they're fine. I mean, I don't mind Zac Efron or Ryan Gosling. No, I but mean, it's but not with the all same. these Netflix styles, it seems too teen, teenagey to me, man. It's like looking for a younger crowd most of the time with with every. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I don't know who. It's just a different thing, I guess now because now a lot of it is. I guess a lot of it is. Ooh, you got a lot of. Oh, yeah. So another oh, book here. Book list. Yeah, your list of books that you want to get, and you have Uzumaki. I've been wanting to see that for a while. Right, it, because it's the like Junji all, Ito. Yep. So twisted, bro. It is. I've been wanting to get that. Too. I've heard of that American Psycho. I've never read that book, but it's uh the I have the movie. The movie's a trip. Yeah. The movie's crazy. Usher's Pad. Okay. 
something Mexican Gothic. That looks that's that? recent, and they everybody's saying it's super good. Really? Yeah, it's about a girl from Mexico. All right. And that's all I know. <laughs> I know it's like in the horror, disgusting genre. It's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. They say it's pretty good. It has a really sick cover art too. Yeah, it has a cool title. Yeah. Because well, isn't the name of that um there's a painting that's very famous from the United States called American Gothic. And it's like you ever see this like couple and they're on a farm oh, and it's yeah, an old yeah. man and a woman and he's holding that I don't know, maybe there mm. there's like I don't know. Something like has to do with that book. Gotta Mexico, read the I book. No Anyways, 